Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and I'm joined by my vice mayor, my co-host, my friend, and most importantly, the person who isn't going to be here this week for opening week with me. It's my friend, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. I just miss you already. I can't believe um, circumstances are keeping us away from each other on opening opening week. Well, you say... You say that like I like I was in town last week or something, mm-hmm. and you and you've just been missing me. This but is um, this is different. You yes. know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not to mention you missed out on the food today, and we're going to talk about that. I did. A I lot, did, Jesse. But I am. I am more sad. I am more sad about missing out on the food than I am about missing out on opening day. Big frankly, facts. So. Big facts. He texted <laughs> me that. Uh, but before we get on to the show, of course, we got to let you know that this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX, and I think for one more day for right now. If, if the game hasn't started, you can get down on college hoops uh, and bet on your winner for the NCAA tournament, uh, whether it's North Carolina or Kansas, your choice. But anyway, you guys get down on hoops with our code of PHNX. You'll get $200 in free bets instantly should your team win, whichever team you choose over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Jesse, we are already starting to go down a path for the Arizona Diamondbacks that I was not ready to go down again this season. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries, yeah. And I'm sad. Mm. Um, Already, what we're finding out is uh, it looks like Nick Ahmed, Jordan Luplo, and now uh, Josh Rojas will not be ready for opening day. They will all be on the injured list. Uh, What are your thoughts on, on these sudden injuries and now the, I guess, once again, the lack of depth for this team? And so it begins, right? Uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, things haven't gotten out of hand to the point that they did last year. Uh, fingers crossed it stays that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is tough for the Diamondbacks. Nick Ahmed, obviously an uh, important staple for them at shortstop. Uh, Jordan Luplo, um, we've talked about his importance to being able to hit left-handed pitching. Diamondbacks are very left-handed, heavy offensively. Um, and then the biggest one is probably the, the most recent name you mentioned, Josh Rojas, uh, with an oblique strain, a grade two oblique strain that it sounds like he's uh, potentially been feeling for a while, something that has been bothering him for, for a decent while during this spring. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, being the competitor that Josh Rojas is, it sounds like he didn't really want to bring it up. He was trying to play through it, which, of course, is noble in, in some senses. But here uh, might have might have cost his team a little bit um, in that he might not be ready quite as soon as maybe he would have if he'd spoken up about that a couple weeks ago. Um, but certainly I, I, I can't even really imagine what it's like being a player and trying to figure out, you know, you like you feel pain all the time. Right. So how do sure. you figure out? When is it something that is, you know, actually serious enough that I shouldn't be playing? And when is it just your daily bumps and bruises? So certainly uh, can't be can't be too mad at that. I've had a sprained ankle for 27 years, Jesse. That's just the way it goes sometimes, especially when you're not an athlete. (laughs) What? I'm supposed to address it. I'm supposed to what? (laughs) Get on crutches. No, no. I'll just live with the pain. I will say this, though. I think Tori Lavallo brought it up. Uh, during I, I think when JB Bukowskis went on the injured list as far as you know sometimes it takes more strength more energy or you know just whatever you want to call it it takes more uh, I guess swallowing your pride a bit to you know have something not feel right and immediately go to the trainer right because again these guys yeah. they play a sport they play hurt they play injured all the time it's just it's it's part of it it's it's just a matter of uh, how 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 bad is the discomfort? It's kind of like Zach Allen's injury. That's even what his medical team told him is is how bad is the discomfort? And if you can if you can basically you know if you're okay with that discomfort, then you uh, you know you, you you can play on right. So down that might help the Diamondbacks now in the predicament that they're in. Uh, Matt Davidson being one of them that was set down to minor league camp along with Dan Straley who was part of the starting pitching rotation uh, battle or in camp, you could say uh, Tyler Gilbert, uh, Tyler Gilbert, Matt Peacock and Taylor Widener all sent down to triple a Reno as well, among others. So those are just kind of some of the names that stood out um, a little bit, a little bit surprising. I know people are going to be surprised about Tyler Gilbert. You throw a no hitter in major league baseball and it's it, people are going to question him being sent down, um, you know, in any way, shape or form, but I know that the Diamondbacks are being very careful with his development and everything that, you know, they're doing with him. Uh, Same thing with a couple of the other guys, but uh, these injuries are now starting to come up. And we have news today that Luke Weaver will not be in the starting rotation come opening day. And I think Jesse's just absolutely frozen. His eyes, his face hasn't moved. But yeah, Luke Weaver will not be part of the Diamondbacks. Per Steve Gilbert, Luke Weaver will not be on the Diamondbacks starting rotation. Um, And, you know, we don't have any information right now as as, uh, in regards to uh, who is going to be part of the starting rotation. Uh, But we know that (laughs) we definitely are are going to see Luke Weaver start the season there. He is going to start the season in the bullpen. Uh, Jesse was very big, even though he's gone and abandoned me. Uh, he's very big on Luke Weaver coming out of the bullpen, but we both kind of question now who is left as far as Arizona Diamondbacks starting pitcher um, options, right? So we have Luke Weaver gone. Uh, Caleb Smith is now still in the rotation. He's been having an incredible spring. So him still being around, still not being named as a reliever, but named still part potentially as a starting rotation uh, is interesting as well as Corbin Martin, which is very interesting as well because it's an Arizona Diamondbacks uh, top prospect, somebody who we've been excited to see 
And honestly, somebody who his, uh, you know, his development has come along, um, you know, he was hampered by the injury, but now we're in a position where we, we, we are finally getting to see him at a big league level and he's been doing pretty well this spring, but of all those guys right now, Caleb Smith, uh, seems to be running away with things, uh, based on his performance. His ERA still isn't great this spring. Um, Jesse lost power at his house, by the way. So that's him informing me of that. Hopefully he'll be back, uh, very soon, but, um, we do have, um, we do have a lot of things going on as far as, uh, this team, Merrill Kelly signed a new two-year extension with the D-backs that, uh, with a club option for 2025. That's not something I think, uh, either of us expected or saw coming as far as Merrill Kelly even returning to this team, but it's a very good sign. Uh, Cattell Marte and Ke- uh, Kelly have been two of the best players on, on the team, arguably Marte being the best position player and Merrill Kelly being the best, you know, uh, consistent starting rotation pitcher last season. Last season was abysmal, so it's hard to qualify anybody as being very good. Merrill Kelly was what the Diamondbacks needed, though. Merrill Kelly stopped some of their dubious losing streaks and such. Uh, and, you know, again, he is a product of the Valley. It's, it's exciting to see somebody like Merrill Kelly get the opportunity to stay here and play baseball, you know, in the Valley, continue to play baseball outside of the the four years that he was uh, in Korea and the time he spent with the Tampa Bay Rays. His entire baseball career has has been here. So uh, we we definitely love to see Merrill Kelly stay in the Valley. He's a brand new dad, by the way. So that's very exciting. Uh, Merrill Kelly has a, I think, um, uh, what do you say, seven-week-old daughter, eight-week-old daughter now at this point. That obviously is a big thing for them because as a family, there's a lot. We, If you have kids, you know how how difficult that period of time is, right? Having this new little tiny human being in your life. So I think that there's just a wonderful peace of mind that not only went for Kelly, but for his whole family um, to stay here. He was very big in the press conference on his parents being able to drive down to the ballpark and see him play and not have to fly, fly across the country. So these are just things that, again, it's it's a wonderful story for him and his family. It's wonderful that he gets to stay here with the Diamondbacks. Most importantly, I think it's wonderful that the Diamondbacks are rewarding players that have played well for this team that deserve to stick around and be a part of this core. Um, yeah, and Jesse, uh, Josh Hunt said Jesse wasn't frozen. He was just staring at all the new ballpark food. And oh my God, we're going to get to that soon. Uh, Brandon Buckingham asks, over under 70 wins this season. And uh, that's a good question. For me, without, without Jesse here to rein me in, I'm going to say over. I, I feel like over is a pretty safe bet on 70 wins. It's a substantial increase from last season, but I do think that it's one of those attainable go- goals. I really don't think this team was as bad as they were last year. And somebody who will back me up on that is Jesse. Jesse's back. We're talking am, about over under on <laughs> wins, Jesse. How's your power? Is everything back now? I think we're okay. Yeah, this was... Uh... This is pretty crazy. It's storming pretty intensely here in uh, in the Pacific Northwest. And my power flashed off and then it turned on instantly. Uh, uh, but the Wi-Fi did not turn on instantly. So we're rolling right. with a hotspot right now. And uh, hopefully, hey, right. hopefully that works out. That's all right. Uh, I get we were just talking about Merrill Kelly. We were talking about the 70 win over under Mark. But uh, just for you, did you expect Merrill Kelly to stay in Arizona and sign an extension like this? Or did you kind of foresee him leaving based on 
how good he was for this team and, you know, the ability for other teams to throw more money at him. I was pretty surprised. Um, I think the, the thing that Merrill had, um, or I guess that the Diamondbacks had in their favor was that Merrill Kelly is a local guy. Uh, right. He went to ASU and, and you kind of got the sense that he enjoyed being here. And when he was uh, discussing the extension in an interview, that was one of the main things that he talked about was that he doesn't have to uproot his family. He doesn't have to pick up and move. Right. Um, and that's big. I think we forget about that. Like players care about how much money they make, but they also care about like the lifestyle that their families have. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and if you're moving, you know, every single year, that's, that's a pretty unfortunate spot for your family to be in. So uh, obviously that was something that he valued. All right. So uh, when you left off, we were talking about Matt Davidson, Dan Straley being sent down to minor league camp, Tyler Gilbert, Matt Peacock, and Taylor Widener, uh, among others, being reassigned to AAA Reno. Uh, any surprises in the moves? Arizona now has 34 players left in camp. I was surprised by uh, Taylor Widener and Tyler Gilbert. I, I expected both of those guys. They were both, I shared my uh, predicted opening day roster just a few days ago. And uh, much like many people with their March Madness brackets, I had to like throw it out the window after like six <laughs> hours because the Diamondbacks immediately started doing all these things that, that I didn't expect and that a lot of people didn't expect. Uh, if you look at, you know, there are a few D-backs writers who put out projections for what the uh, opening day roster would look like. And I don't think any of us are getting it right. This team is making uh, a few yeah. decisions that, that were not anticipated. I think a lot of people expected Tyler Gilbert to be in there. Taylor Widener was, um, you know, a fairly steady presence in the bullpen last year. Certainly uh, seemed to be worthy of a shot coming into this season. Um, but they decided to, to go a different direction on that front, too. Um, so, well, yeah, we'll why. see. I think I know why. Here's my theory. My theory is you have three new coaches coming in and looking at this team with fresh eyes. You yeah. have influential coaches, right? And Joe Mather, you have Jeff Bannister, and most importantly, Brent Strom when it comes to these pitchers that we're talking about. I think there's a difference there because, again, Mike Hazen has even admitted in the past that he can't assess his own players sometimes well. Yeah. Because he's already assessed them and he acquired them and he feels like they, it was a good move. He feels like they have potential or else he wouldn't have invested time and money into them. And it's a hard for him to look at some players objectively a few years, maybe after he's made those kind of moves, right? Brent Strom is the kind of coach that's going to come in here and look at things completely objectively. Now he has no attachment to any of these guys. He knows, I mean, he knows stuff about these guys as players, but he hasn't coached most of them. So he comes into this situation just, with that fresh mentality. And I think that's why we could see things more based on current performance. Like all everything you've done in the past kind of goes out the window at this point because they are comparing you to other guys that could take your position that are mm. doing better, perform outperforming you in something like spring training or camp or whatever. We talked about I, I well well we while you disappeared a little bit I talked about <laughs> Caleb Smith and his surprising performances lately as we get closer and closer to the season as he gets more and more stretched out right we have Corbin Martin now who has really shown some really consistency moments of brilliance as a pitcher there he was a guy honestly I'm not I don't I'm no scout but I was like he feels close right yeah almost kind of like Alec right. Thomas. But it was surprising to me that they went with him, you know, and I think that they must really see something in him because at this point, it looks very much so like 
he could be one of the pitchers in the starting rotation come opening day. It's not impossible. It's really not. I think, uh, you know, from what we've heard, the team hasn't decided on a fifth starter. I assume, did you guys talk about Luke Weaver while I was away? <laughs> I, I, well, no, I, would you guys, me by myself. Yes, I did talk about it a little <laughs> bit, but yes, no, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Luke Weaver uh, being moved to the bullpen was part of this rotation discussion. And, uh, you yeah. know, it's surprising. I, I did credit you as saying that you like, the idea of him coming out of the week out of the bullpen, but you're still a bit surprised. You think his stuff will play well, but it's, you know, yeah. it's still Luke Weaver, somebody who we kind of thought, and I think we kind of felt like he was right up there with Kelly and gallon and, and mad bum, as far as just kind of having a concrete position in the rotation. It doesn't seem to be the case. I think with Luke, we've, we've just felt that there's more in the tank that he just has potential to be more than he has been. Um, but what surprises me about this is that what he has been is still pretty decent, right? Like he hasn't been a top of the rotation starter or anything like that. But last year he had like a low mid four ERA, um, which I mean, let's face it, the Diamondbacks won 52 games. That was the least of their problems last year. Luke Weaver wasn't, you know, the reason that they had the season that they did. Obviously sure. there's, there's some health issues there that hopefully resolve this season. But in terms of his performance, he really wasn't. Uh, he really was was pretty solid for the Diamondbacks overall. So I was surprised. I'm just not sure uh, where they think they're going to get that kind of performance from. The Diamondbacks obviously do not have a ton of starting rotation depth as it is. And so, you know, I like what I've seen from Corbin Martin uh, this spring, just like just like you mentioned. Uh, but he wasn't great in his uh, in his last outing uh, the other day. I guess presumably his last outing. Maybe we see him uh, here in the next couple days. But um, but yeah, I like I, I don't know if he quite did enough this spring in order to earn uh, that shot in in the opening day rotation. And Caleb Smith, after what he did today, um, here as we record on Monday, he was very good against the Mariners, and he's pitched eleven innings now without giving up a run. So I don't know if that puts him uh, in the in the front running for for that role, but we'll have to see. This is the Diamondbacks are making a lot of choices that at least I personally didn't expect to see. You said that as if we're not live right now with people watching us, but yeah, I get it. You're doing it for the listeners. That's later. fair. I'm doing it. I'm thinking of the, the, the audio. What are we doing here yeah. on a Monday, Jesse, doing <laughs> a live show? Well, I, I want to address that. We're going to talk about it a little bit later, but obviously this is opening week, baby. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about. And this show format is going to change a bit. I know we've kind of gotten used to our uh, getting together on our Mondays and doing the mailbag thing. And we're still going to do that, but uh, things are going to change a bit around here because we have actual baseball to watch, talk yes. about cover. You guys are going to be getting a post game show from us on Sundays, where we're also going to cover the next upcoming preview uh, upcoming series. Uh, you're going to have that a few times a week, as well as additional live shows. So you're going to get three to four live shows a week. We're still going to be podcasting as well as just, being here with you to chat so we hope you guys join us as much as you can and we'll just be here talking about baseball we're going to cover some of the changes a little bit later i'm excited but before we do that i did want to let you know you can get a little bit more information about that merrill kell merrill kelly to your extension over at gophnx.com from yours truly as well as a piece on zach davies from jesse that really breaks down his performance over the last few years including what may or may not have gone wrong last season so uh, check that out over at gophnx.com. If you're not already a member, sign up to become a member. You can get an annual membership, which will get you a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. And of course, you guys, this Thursday on opening day, 
we are going to be dropping a brand new t-shirt live in person at the Ainsworth. So if you guys can come down and join us, of course, we would love to see you guys in person at the Ainsworth. We're going to be doing some fun stuff. Uh, the party starts at 3 p.m. and it's going to include the new exclusive shirt drop that you can actually purchase that day live in person at the Ainsworth for our opening day live party. Guys, I'm so excited. I never thought this day was going to come. I never thought this day was going to come. I don't even know what to do with myself. So that's what's going on. But of course, you should sign up to become a member. That way you can get a free t-shirt. Maybe order the t-shirt. Maybe buy this t-shirt and get yourself another one. Whatever you want to do. If you're not interested in the free t-shirt and the annual membership, sign up to become a month-to-month member and you will get your first month for just 50 cents. So we thank you, uh, obviously, for being here with us, joining us. And if you already are a member, we thank you for doing that. Um, if you want to know why to become a member, exclusive discounts, exclusive content, and of course, members only discord where we chat about all things, Marvel and Disney over at Disney plus, uh, that's really what it's for. But anyway, uh, we thank you guys again so much for tuning in and being here with us. And of course we said, we're not, we're not, Oh, Jesse's losing power again. Jesse, yep, I, I just out. lost power again, but my computer <laughs> has battery and I'm hey, on a hotspot. So we are here. <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah, you can't, you, you Northwestern storms can't stop us because today is Monday. Oh no, he's freezing up. It's like they're trying to stop us. Uh, on, uh, you know, you guys know what we do here every week here on the D-backs, PHNX D-backs podcast is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day and every Monday we go. To the mailbag. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go wow, wow. That's right. We're not abandoning Mailbag Monday. We're never. We're not too big for Mailbag Monday, nor will we ever be too big for Mailbag Monday. So, of course, we have our first question here coming from Twitter. Uh, it comes from our friend Spencer Ogar, and Spencer asks. Who gets the most reps at third base this year? Rojas still, Ellis, or someone not currently on the roster? And I think this is a great great question for what we're currently going through with Rojas now on the injured list. Jesse, your thoughts? It's a, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I think Sergio Alcantara, he did play third base last year a little bit with the Cubs. It's not his primary position, but he's a really good shortstop. And so I think that's a pretty, a pretty natural fit there. Um, the Diamondbacks, I know a lot of people have been asking, you know, is there a Mark Reynolds or is there someone that they can call up, you know, from the minor leagues who can who can give them some depth at that position? They're a little bit thin, uh, to be frank. Uh, A.J. Vukovic is the team's best third base prospect. He's still a few years away. Uh, speaking of, Brett Johnson says, <laughs> is A.J. Vukovic a possibility or is he still about a year or two away? So there you go. Yeah, um, I, I do think that Vukovic, guy, by the way. He's a I, big I, guy. Never seen yeah. Him in real life until this past uh, minor league mini camp. He's a big dude. He's like six, six yeah. uh, with shoes on. So yeah, he <laughs> is. Uh, I think he was, he played basketball. He was like a, a high school basketball star, if I'm not mistaken, but, um, makes a lot of sense. but yeah, so he's still a few years away. Uh, buddy Kennedy is a guy in the minor league system who we've talked Ooh. about recently. Um, he's Love definitely buddy. someone yeah, yeah, great guy. Um, obviously, the Mike Trout connection is is well documented. So I think there's a, a decent chance we see him in the majors at some point this year. Um, but I I don't think the team views him as being ready for an everyday role just yet. And they're certainly not trying to rush his progression uh, just because of of the necessity that they have right now. So let's face it, the Diamondbacks don't have much depth at third base. And they were kind of taking a risk by not going out and trying to get some outside help. And 
unfortunately, this is uh, worst this case is scenario. What can happen yeah. pretty much. Well, I mean, because they DFA Van Meter, right? And I mean, again, it's like they they sent Davidson yeah. down. It's not like they can't call him back up, but it's not great. It's not great. And these things have happened yeah. now in a way where they already had a lot of uncertainty there. For me, unfortunately, this brings back nightmares of center field last year when they were just like, yeah, Cattell's going to play there. Okay, well, who's backing him up? Uh, right, right. <laughs> you might want someone else who can play center field on the roster. <laughs> right. I mean, it was just kind of crazy, the, the way that they just had no idea. Or I, I guess the thought process there is like, there's a lot of things we do, right? I mean, especially as I've gotten older and more mature, there's things I do that I would have never done when I was younger because I've learned my lesson, right? I take. Did you a, just say, wait, hold up, hold up. Did did you just say more mature? Is there a, is there a less mature oh, version no, of Derek yes, that no. existed? Oh God, Jesse, this this <laughs> this is a refined product. Okay? okay, this is not okay. something. This this is something that actually has a bit of class to it. But no, at one point I was oh. an absolute dolt. But I will say this. <laughs> Uh, no, when I go places, I take a jacket with me, right? I live in Arizona. Smart, That's not yeah. something I've ever really had to do my entire life, <laughs> but I've learned from my lesson. How hard is it if you're driving somewhere to take a jacket with you and leave in the car? Sure. You might not use mm -hmm. it, but when you, if you do, then you feel like a genius later. Right? So these go. are things like I would think the diamondbacks have learned from their mistakes in the past, as far as depth, as far as going out and getting players to actually play the position. I feel like they've been a little free and loose with third base now for entirely too long. Ever since we lost Eduardo Escobar, they haven't seen any kind of sense of urgency to try to address that position and fill some, you know, have someone fill that position that actually plays it well at a major league level. Right. Yeah. They're tremendously under budget still, as far as what they said they were going to spend this year. So I don't see a reason why they can't go out. It makes me wonder if Sergio was kind of that, uh, that, that, Safety yeah, net. I I think he was I think he was the safety net for Nick Ahmed, right? Sure, because that's sure. really his natural position, and they were and willing to go out. Domo that hasn't really proved himself yet, so you know you absolutely need to kind of consider that. But at least with Perdomo, you have somebody you know that can play shortstop. He might have yeah. his faults. He might you know learn on the fly. It might be one of those terrible situations where because Nick Ahmed's injured, he just has to play a lot. And good, bad, there's no other option besides him. But he's still a shortstop. I don't yeah. feel like we can put all of those eggs in the Drew Ellis basket. I just don't. I it's feel like risk. that's what we're going to be forced risk. to do at this point for yeah. the foreseeable future, though. I think what the Diamondbacks really want to avoid this season, and this is something that Mike Hazen has emphasized repeatedly, is he wants young players to have opportunity, but he doesn't want them to have opportunity just for the sake of having opportunity. Right. He wants... He wants right. them to have opportunity because they showed something and they earned and they earned that chance. Right. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, Drew Ellis certainly has promise and, uh, you know, seems like a seems like a great guy and, and certainly hope the best for him moving forward. But I don't think he's shown the Diamondbacks that he's deserving of that opportunity. He hasn't really hit much uh, this Cactus League, and he certainly wasn't great offensively last year. Uh, they like the defense, and I think that's going to be. Um, that's ultimately the reason that he's going to get playing time is that I think that's priority number one. Just give them a third baseman who can field the ball and who's not going to cost you too much defensively. And, you know, if they don't get too much offense from that position early on, maybe that's something that the team can deal with a little bit more easily. Next question comes from at Don's bread emoji of bread. <laughs> uh, how are you guys? 
Have you guys drank enough water recently? This is the most considerate question we've ever been asked on Mailbag Monday, and I can't tell you how much I've appreciated. Uh, yes, Don's bread. I have drank. I don't think enough water. I don't think I ever drank yeah. enough water. Uh, sure. Especially with how busy I've been lately. Tonight, Jesse, I'm taking my daughter to her first rock concert that doesn't involve the Octonauts or Disney. Wow. Uh, wow. Billy Eilish. And uh, there you go. We both, we both enjoy the song stylings of Billy Eilish very much. So I'm very excited about this. But to Don's point, I am concerned that I'm not properly hydrated to have eaten as much salty food that I ate today at the D backs food sure. uh, and beverage preview. And now to go to a rock show uh, at 7.30 on a Monday. Concerts are a very, I feel, they're a very sweaty place. They're Just very, everyone's always sweating at a, at a rock yeah. concert. So yeah. uh, be, be yeah. careful. Be careful, Derek. Drink your water. And I'm going to take Don's advice, and I'm going to drink some water, and I won't eat any bread, I promise. Uh, next question comes from Gabriel uh, and at bolded, Bold as Bronze on Twitter. And he asks, in like December, I called this D-backs team the 2020 Suns bubble team of baseball. You guys agreed I was crazy for that then. Has your mind changed since then, or do you th- still think this is a low 70-win team? That's a that's that's well put, okay? I think yeah. the, the idea there, though, of it being the Suns bubble team is a bit much considering the kind of short-term but impactful success that that team had in the bubble that kind of just amplif- was amplified the next season once some more money was put behind it and they added the right free agency parts. The the difference there is, is that the Suns at the bubble point were at a different phase that I still think the Diamondbacks aren't at, but I feel like yeah. they're close to moving that phase. The first phase is identifying your core, and the D-backs are starting to do that with these contract extensions and honoring these deals to bring guys back that, you know, for long-term that have performed well for this team. Identifying that core and making sure that the timeline for that core fits each other, right? Like Madbum, yeah. his his age, his his contract, nothing of Madbum's really fits the core. But the other guys, the young guys that we're concerned about that we do consider the core does fit that, right? So there's a lot of good things going on right now with the Diamondbacks moving in the right direction. However, with that being said, they're still not there yet. Uh, But to to the other part of his question, I do think that it's a low 70s wins team. I don't think a low like 70 to 75 wins is is even crazy for this for this team. I don't. I will say that we're Mm going to be playing a much better Padres team, probably a much better Rockies team. Uh, It's it's going to be a tough division. Eh, I'm Eh. I'm skeptical of the Rockies and I don't think the Giants are going to win 107 games either. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, that's a great point, right? The Padres um, are good, think, though. You're very right. And, the Padres and, are, I mean, again, are great. A lot of those wins were against a Diamondbacks team that was pretty dismantled, right? So those those teams padded their wins with some, you know, with they some did. series against the Diamondbacks. <laughs> let's be honest. I will say, though, that, you know, I, I nothing would shock me until we start talking about above 500. Above 500, if people are saying that, I think it's crazy. And if it happens, it would be crazy. It would blow my mind, right? Yeah. When you look at projections for this team for 2020, it was a 500 team, right? So no matter how bad the end record ended up being, let's give a little bit of credit where credit's due that this team, I think anybody that watched them can agree that this team wasn't as bad as they were last season. So I don't think 70 to 75 is out of the question at all 75 is my number that's that's what i'm that's what i'm going with and i i do think that's a little bit bold i mean 
you know, that's a 23 win improvement, which is, which is obviously significant for one season, but sure. yeah, I, I think, um, even, even if that airs on the optimistic side of things, I do think that's totally within, within their reach. Um, but yeah, to the original question from Gabriel, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, would, wouldn't necessarily equate this team with the bubble suns just yet. Um, for the reasons that you mentioned, the core is not really there. There is no, um, I mean, I guess Cattell Marte is is maybe your Devin Booker of sorts, but I don't yeah. think you have the 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 role the role players around him. Um, and I mean, in baseball is obviously different. You need more than just you know a star or two and some role players. You know, it's a bit it's a bigger roster, and and teams certainly need more than that in order to be successful. But there's definitely some pieces to build around, and there's reasons to be excited because. We're going to see some Alec Thomas, hopefully, and we're going to see Seth Beer, hopefully, every day. And we're going to see, um, you know, hopefully Josh Rojas get healthy after after a month or so and show us what he can do over another full season. So there's still some stuff to look forward to. And, you know, maybe maybe this winds up being a season where the Diamondbacks do transition into having, you know, into having that core and, and knowing at least a little bit more about who's going to be on the next great Diamondbacks team. I would have Seth Beer working at third base every single day, just <laughs> fingers crossed, hoping all the time that he could somehow magically be the answer. Because could you imagine if that guy could find a position on the field that he could also play? Like, sure. you know, why don't we eight? just have? I mean, can't can't Dalton Varsho play third base? I mean, he's Dalton already Varsho catching can play and... everything. Jesse, you know that. <laughs> why are you asking me that? Dalton Varsho's in the rotation discussion for the fifth rotation yeah. spot. I know that. <laughs> All right, last question comes from Greg Littleton. Um, and speaking of the rotation, he asks, what are your realistic expectations for Mad Bum this year? After two seasons with an ERA above four, do you think he can return to his sub-four ERA form? In other words, should I drop him from my fantasy team? <laughs> and Greg, you and I both know, uh, by the way, Greg, at, G, at Greg7795, we, we both know that if you drop him from your fantasy team, he's going to do awesome. So maybe that's the answer. Maybe you should drop him <laughs> from your fantasy team. Uh, I don't know, Jesse. I think, again, I can't. It's it's the Joe Mather effect, and it's the Brent Strom effect. I can't stop <laughs> until I see, like, a sample size, until I see a month of them pitching real regular season games. Then I don't know what to, to say. Mad Bum's shrouded in secrecy about how he's been working out, what he's done to increase his velocity. He doesn't want to tell us anything. So I have no idea. I have no way to gauge the man. It's, he's <laughs> that's not really different. I mean, that's he's an just enigma kind of wrapped always inside is. a conundrum, hidden inside a mystery, is what he is. And <laughs> the thing about Mad Bum is, I know I I still very much believe in him. I think he's a smart guy. Like, obviously, just smarter than baseball in general. But like, I feel like he's smart enough to be a Zach Granke, where he's going to find ways to adapt and still find success, no matter if he's lost his velocity, no matter if he's not the same mad bum he used to be i don't know if we're gonna get a sub four era but i will say that for right now i i would wait and see you know you have at least yeah if you're, if you're worrying about dropping him from your fantasy team give him two starts before you make that decision i really think he's improved he is over the moon about the idea of working with brent strom and he really like i don't know he's he's weird this year jesse He's in a really like good mood. He's like really happy, and and he's like not shaving either, right? I don't Isn't know his, if his I've beard is that. like maybe that's massive. why he's so happy. Shaving sucks. We don't. We don't yeah. um, but uh, I will say that he's. I, I don't know. There's there's a peace 
There's like an inner peace Madbum has. And yeah, I, I think that, you know, he's talked about this. This is the first normal season he's had since he's been in Arizona Diamondback, pretty much. Everything else has mm. been kind of weird and chaotic. And I mean, he was yeah. what he was here in 2019, right? So that was well, he was signed in the offseason. So first in, year was was 2020, the pandemic. Right. Year. Right. Yeah. So 2020 and 2021 were his two seasons with this team. Like talk about a nightmare of a of, of a couple of years. Right. So, yeah, I think there is something about going through the normal process of spring training, even if it was messed up by the, the lockout and kind of weird. Um, he's still going to do what he was going to do. And that was going to work out with his staff and do his thing like he normally does. And. I don't think that too many guys uh, weren't in some sort of workout program during this lockout. So I think that everybody's kind of keyed in. And I think Mad Bum, honestly, I think that this is how we get like Mad Bum, the supervillain. That's really what I think he's got. Because he's not, <laughs> he's not telling us, Jesse. And this is like how that starts, right? The first thing starts with, I need to maintain my power, my youth, right? And then next thing you know, you're doing secret formulas with scientists. And then the Avengers have to come save us from Mad Bum because he's some sort of speedball right. supervillain or something, right? So I just I feel that's the path that we're on right now. Um, but you know, it it is what it is as far as uh, Mad Bum mm. and his his performance. I mean, I think we really have to kind of pause and wait and see what we get out of him. I I also think that Mad Bum has a has a really good chance to be better this year. Um, you mentioned the velocity. Uh, he's he's throwing pretty much as hard now as he's really ever thrown, at least dating back to his first couple years in the league. There was a time when Mad Bum was a little bit more of a flamethrower when he first entered the league, but it's been a long time. Even even some of his best years with the Giants, he was still like a 91, 92, maybe 93 type of a guy. He has a deceptive delivery. Um, he has ways of getting outs other than, you know, other than throwing high fastballs. So, um, I am optimistic about Mad Bum. I think that um, you know a sub four ERA, if that's if that's the threshold that we're looking at, I'm not so sure. I feel great about him uh, getting under that. Like you said, the issue with Bumgarner, Derek, is fundamentally that he gives up a lot of home runs. Uh, the last few years, he has given up a lot of home runs, and so you know you look at some of his peripherals from last year. He doesn't walk many guys. His strikeout numbers are pretty decent. Uh, his whip last year was under 1.2, which is really pretty good. He didn't allow that many base runners, but he still wound up with an ERA, you know, something around four and a half, just because he gives up a lot of home runs. And I'm not sure, you know, how he can really improve outside of limiting home runs. And at this point in his career, there are adjustments that he can make in order to do that. But it's been pretty consistent year after year. Uh, even dating back to his last season in San Francisco with where the home run numbers have just really gone up quite a bit. And I'm, I'm not sure what he could do in order to counteract that. Well, we thank you guys again for your questions. Obviously uh, we love mailbag Monday. And like I said, it's not going anywhere, but uh, we'll, it's going to we'll, be mailbag Tuesday for all of the Tuesday, whatever all the people matter. listening we'll, at home into the podcast. Oh, you well. guys don't know any better. It's <laughs> fine. Everybody, Jesse, Everybody's on edibles and nobody knows what time, what, what, what time it is or what's going on anymore. <laughs> Speaking of that, you can earmuffs for the next couple of minutes, Jesse, because I know you don't want to listen to this, but I'm telling you, we have a brand <laughs> new partner in the house. We're excited. We do. To OG's brands into the PHNX family. I got an email today. It was weird. I got an email today telling me that OG's was now part of the PHNX family. I couldn't believe it, but 
OG's yeah. is one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creative, inno innovative, and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journeys. Jesse, they they make some wonderful tasting products. And I know, again, this is something you're never going to have to uh, worry about <laughs> trying. But for those of you out there that want to get down on it, of course, get down on OG's brand. Uh, the, the most important thing to remember is that edibles are not a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OG's is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. Their motto is flavoring life. And that's something I think we can all get behind. Uh, and when I say that, let me tell you the most important uh, edible advice that anybody can give you. You can take more, but you can't take less. So just remember that. So if you've never tried out OG's <laughs> brands or anything like that, uh, let the, let let that sage advice be your first uh, your your first piece of advice down down that path. But if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O G E E Z brands.com to find OG's near you. And yes, OG's Rick, it's great. Uh, thank you guys again so much for joining us on this impromptu live episode. It's going to be a fun week. going to be a we fun are week. Gonna have we so got some cool stuff happening. Um, first, obviously, we have our opening day live party at the Ainsworth. We're going to have the new exclusive shirt drop. Uh, you might you might have even seen uh, what this shirt might look like. There might have been a sticker or something out there. I'm just saying. Anyway, opening, live party, uh, opening <laughs> day live party at the Ainsworth starts at 3 p.m. Join us. Uh, it's going to be a marathon for me, Jesse. It's not going to be a sprint. I have a long day that day. So I have to choose whatever liquor I'm going to be drinking at the Ainsworth wisely. I'm definitely not getting those big pineapple drinks to start the night off. But uh, a reminder to you guys what to expect from our show. Like I said, we're going to be bringing you post-game uh, wrap-ups as as or post-series wrap-up, we should call it, because nobody wants yeah. a game every day. When it, with baseball, it's 162 games. It's nonsense. Uh, I, can't, I still can't believe they haven't changed that. But uh, great news. <laughs> we are going to have, of course, the return of the Mac. Uh, Michaela Perkins is going to be joining us here for our live shows. So that's going to be awesome to have her as part of our crew. Uh, and as well as, you know, just when we're going to be doing the show, it's going to be a little bit less uh, predictable, right? But we're still going to be providing you guys with our audio podcast the following day. So make sure to still check for that. If you ever miss the live shows, you can't hop on YouTube, anything like that. We, we appreciate you guys so much again for being a part of that family. Uh, you know, we've, we got a long off season. We're here now. It's time. It's time it to get hyped. Time. It's time to get excited about baseball. Who knows as D-backs fans, how long we'll have to be excited about baseball. Could be months. Could be days. I don't know. Could be the whole season, Jesse. I, this team is just interesting to me because I really don't know what to expect out of them. Right. So, uh, so far, uh, things aren't looking so great with some of the injuries and stuff, but hopefully we can bounce back. Um, and hopefully you guys will be here with us for the journey this season. Um, <clears throat> most importantly, join us. Uh, you can, you guys can uh, get uh, get down with an RSVP for the Ainsworth. That way we have a seat for you. We know how many people are coming and we would love you guys to join us. Uh, there's going to be amazing drinks and there's going to be amazing food, but there's also going to be, Jesse, amazing food at Chase Field. And you know what happened today. True. This you is know true. Jesse, you know what happened today. This was, uh, uh, yeah, quite, quite the amazing day for me personally. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks previewed all of their food. It's all back, Jesse. 
We have all of our good snacks, all of the D-back snacks, all the crazy concoctions. Uh, it's it's fantastic. I stuffed myself full. I'm sure um, you did. This graphic right here, new food at Chase Field. That that's an accurate. <laughs> uh, that's a real time image of me from today. Uh, they shared all of their delicious snacks with me, Jesse. I, I I got to try almost everything new. It was overwhelming. It was too much, but it was all so great. The one thing that sticks out in my mind is that the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to be doing a hot dog in honor of the opposing team for every series the entire season. The first dog is for the Padres. Wild. <laughs> it is a bacon-wrapped hot dog that comes topped with, like, I think, cojita cheese and jalapenos, and it's like a Tijuana dog. It's incredible. The Astros oh. dog. So they, are, so they are supposed to be, like, based on the region not yeah, just like regionally some... based correct so okay. they uh the okay. chef uh chef steven did some amazing work kind of researching into the regions what's popular trying to find like the unique thing i think in a way i mean like you know it's not hard all the baseball stadiums i think kind of have unique regional kind of hot dogs and tastes that uh you know you can kind of look into and see what's popular and such uh, here in arizona i feel like the sonoran dog and all of the dogs that are kind of topped with like southwest type flavors and stuff you know the salsa and and the crema and elote and all that kind of stuff is all just part of our culture here in arizona and it's it's great to see the diamondbacks do that i also think jesse it's kind of fucking brilliant that they're doing this for the opposing fans and the opposing team let's be honest <laughs> is, I had it, a discussion is it really <laughs> listen hear me out hear me out we have to look at this realistically, right? You want to look at this sure. as a fan and be mad, and we don't want those people in our building, and I get all that. That's fantasy, though. That's not what's happening. In reality, we know that that stadium is going to be filled with opposing fans, no matter who they're playing, no matter who they're playing. So the thing about this is, do you not want the opposing fans' money in your pocket? Do you not want to do something for them? And not to mention the fact that this literally gives a brand new item every single series the entire year so season ticket holders have something unique to look forward to every series that they couldn't have got yeah sure it's probably going to be hot dogs all the time so you're going to get sick of hot dogs but at the same time too i feel like it brings enough variety and it's i think i just think it's a smart move you got you have to be real yeah. like yes i would love to not have people sell their tickets to opposing fans and do all of that shit great at this point you know because there were a few people laughing at the food and beverage preview today about that. And I actually, oh, yes. I was the oh, voice yes. of reason. And I kind of just looked at a couple of them and said, Hey, the opposing fans are the ones that are keeping the lights on in this place. Yeah. <laughs> they looked at me and said, you know what? You're damn right about that. And that's the, that's the fact of the matter, right? It's great. Yeah. I love D-backs fans. I love this team, but I understand. I live here. I'm not, I have to work at that building, but if I was going there as a fan, I'd probably stop in the chase three or four times a year. Uh, with with the current state of the team right so i'm not sure. i'm not suggesting that we need to like completely welcome opposing fans but i do think it's a good idea right food is weird man it has a weird attachment it's all cyclical you got to do whatever you can to bring people in the money and get their their business because that yeah. money goes to the team and the better the more filled chase field is throughout the season consistently the more money that team has to spend on that team right so if we sell out every game, but 75% of the people in that building are opposing fans, so fucking be it. So be it. Wow. 
Wow. So, I'm saying it. I'm do, you, saying it. do you hear yourself, Derek? I sound like a maniac, <laughs> but I've lived in Arizona for a long time, Jesse. I am used to the yeah. opposing fans being the majority. I'm saying that the Diamondbacks need to do whatever they need to do right now to get people in that building. No matter yeah, who, just get no matter what laundry shirt. those people wear or root for, right? So that's my point. Mm. And I think that this is a really smart move for that case. I think all of this stuff, bringing Chick-fil-A in is a smart move. Everybody's asking, yeah. are they open on Sunday? They will not fucking be open on Sunday, Jesse. It's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> people not pay attention. No, they will not be open on Sunday. Could you imagine like people, people would else. literally, people would literally just go to Diamondbacks games yes. on Sundays yeah. just because yeah. get, Chick-fil-A get, was open if it was. They get from the guy out there by the Chase Field parking garage and they'd come in just to get Chick-fil-A and they would pay it because it would be a nominal fee to get Chick-fil-A on Sunday. $8, that's it. That's all I got to yeah, do. Yeah. That's all they're going to do yep. to go in there, but. I know it's crazy. I think we lost every viewer when I said the thing about um, opposing. We might fans. have. We might yeah, have. So I better wrap it up now. <laughs> but uh, before I let you guys go, I got to remind you once again to go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our code to PHNX. Download that app and get down on the college basketball action tonight. Bet $5 on either team to win. And whoever wins, your team wins. You will get $200 in free bets instantly. That's with P- code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Existing customers can get down on the action. You might not get the $200 deal, but you can get down on the, uh, of course, same game parlay action where you can add additional legs. The more legs you add, the more money you win. Um, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Um, So go to download DraftKings uh, Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Throw down $5 on any either team and get $200 in free bets if either team or if your team wins, excuse me, not if either team, that that's not how that works. Uh, but that's code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of College Hoops. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. 21 and over only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And I want to see you guys all out at the Ainsworth. I wish I could see Jesse there, but unfortunately, circumstances are still keeping. I'll, I'll still I'll be there virtually. I'll be on a TV somewhere. You'll be on something. a TV. I don't, I don't know what the setup will be. Yeah, but you'll, you'll hear my voice somehow. Yeah, you'll be like a you'll be like the, the super villain on the TV behind me, looming in the <laughs> background. But uh, we thank you guys all for checking out the show. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. And that's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us there and leave a five-star review. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe to the PHNX sports YouTube channel and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from our wonderful growing team. Uh, big shout out to our members of the Cardinals podcast that have come on. Uh, and honestly, everybody else, we are growing exponentially and it's wonderful to have uh, all of these new co-workers here at PHNX. Uh, we thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Please be sure to RSVP and join us at the Ainsworth on opening day. We'll be there starting at 3 p.m. And we hope to see you guys all there. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we thank you so much for checking out the show. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun once we can bet on it on Thursday.